0: Welcome to the From Battle to Business podcast. In this podcast, business coach and fellow veteran Dean Van Dyke will bridge the gap between service and civilian life, helping guide veteran business owners to supercharge their business and unlock hidden profits. You wouldn't go into battle alone, and now you don't have to in business. Let's get to it.
1: Welcome back. This is Dean Van Dyke with From Battle to Business. And this week we have a special guest, Aaron Gayet. He's a disciple of Christ, husband, father, and teacher. He founded Leaders of Leaders and and said that Jesus Christ is the true leader of all leaders and discipleship in Christ will enable leaders to develop leaders in Christ as opposed to just gaining more followers. He's also founded two fitness businesses, Innovative Results and Battle Ropes Education, which he successfully sold. He's also led Marines in combat and continues to lead and teach Marines stateside as an infantry instructor in the Marine Corps Reserves. He enjoys the challenge and stunning beauty of living in the mountains of North Idaho with his loving wife and three incredible children. Aaron can be found at leadersofleaders.org. So let's get to it. Well, welcome back. from This is from Battle to Business with your host, Dean Van Dyke. And today, I'm fortunate to have Aaron Goyette, success who successfully led Marines in combat and continues to lead and teach Marines stateside as an infantry instructor leader in the Marine Corps Reserve. He enjoys the challenge and stunning beauty of living in the mountains of northern Idaho, although it's raining right now, versus snow, with his loving wife and three incredible children. Welcome, Aaron.
0: Man, thanks so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, now that you're back after your 14-hour drive get all yeah. this stuff
0: and get back into
1: it. That's uh, right. so in 60 seconds or less, tell us who Aaron is.
0: Oh man. Um, so bad at these elevator ones. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously disciple in Christ, uh, or discipled in Christ, a, a disciple of Christ, uh husband to a beautiful blessing of a woman that God graced me with uh father of three children. um, I guess it two or more serial entrepreneur. I think I'm, I'm at three, four, if you count nonprofit uh, businesses um, <clears throat> and Marine, uh, I guess once Marine, always Marine. So there's that as well. Um, and then I'm actually still in the Marine Corps reserves. I've been kind of in and out of that uh, for since I was 18 years old um, and now I'm an old man according to the Marines. So not according to anybody listening potentially, but other Marines. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell.
1: Awesome. So two, wait, you said you're up to four businesses, including the nonprofit. That's right. So tell us a little bit more about the the two or three businesses and, and the nonprofit actually.
0: Yeah. So innovative results, uh, was, uh, that was like, I don't know, probably 20 plus iterations. Um, it was my first business that I started. I I basically, I was, um, got out of a a medical job, a job in the medical industry Mm -hmm. where I was doing logistics at a cancer lab and I was already stuck behind a computer. Uh, I was twenty stupid years old, um, and that's what I say basically for all of my twenty years, <laughs> just because I made so many mistakes then. Um, and it's not a it's not a dig on anybody who's twenty smart years old. I'm sure there are there are plenty of those, but there's probably more of us that are twenty stupid. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so jumped into wanting to basically get out from behind a computer screen. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved the Marine Corps for, uh, the active nature that it was. We were, I was an infantryman. We were constantly in the field. I deployed, you know, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> and so was looking for doing something a little bit more active. And I i started to train people in a gym, a large chain gym. And I thought, man, I, feel, I feel like I could do it better than that. Um, and so I started with one client, uh, in an apartment gym and grew it to, uh, well, at at our height right before the bubble popped in 2008, 2009 uh, in Southern California. We had um, 18 different locations and 20 20 plus different uh, trainers working for this company um and then we downsized tremendously uh, god basically just took 75% of the business from <laughs> from me wow. uh it, overnight it was what it felt like it was over the course of probably 3 to 6 months um just with you know everybody leveraging kind of everything at that time that bubble popping really i mean we we felt every bit of that mm-hmm. because we were sort of a a want not a need <clears throat> and sure. uh and so then that forces you to do systems and and really dial in business if you actually want to win. And so we dialed that in. Um, I was in, able to end up selling it successfully uh, for a profit in 2017. I realized I don't want a business with all this overhead. Uh, so then I started an education company that was attached to um, online mainly and scale and sustainable uh, with online uh, whether it was memberships or or training certifications, things like that. I traveled around the world teaching fitness uh, with a niche in battle ropes uh, specifically, um, but I'm just a super nerd. So I was like really into the physics aspect of it and and teaching people how force is force is force and, and you can see force through undulation of waves, very mm-hmm. similar uh, to how we dial in force and progressive overload and things like that with barbells, dumbbells. And so broke that down and helped trainers uh, kind of uh, open, uh, unlock uh, the key to helping clients of all ages without putting a bunch of risk onto their backs in the form of a barbell. Um, And yeah, and so that kind of took off. And then I ended up selling that business to another small business called living.fit. And that would be my quasi third business. So I helped them scale that. Um, model and then COVID hit. So then we really blew up because everybody was online and everybody was like, How did you tell the future? How did you prophetically? I was like, No, 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 no. If anything, <laughs> don't follow me. I've failed way more times than I've succeeded. Uh, but you know, it just getting up, uh, getting back on the horse that there's something to that for sure, and and trying and 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 learning from your mistakes instead of just doing the same mistake over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, and so and then I I ended up getting out of that. Um, And in that whole process, probably 2005, I started a nonprofit called Leaders of Leaders. um, And then it really uh, kind of unfolded into something. Shoot. I, I, I did a course called 100 in a strength. It was a hundred days of discipleship in Christ. Um, I, Mm -hmm. you know, my thought is like, if you do something for a hundred days, you'll do it for the rest of your life. Um, and so teaching 30 days to build a habit, 30 days to turn that habit into a lifestyle. Um, I'm sorry, life uh, habit into a routine and then 30 more days to turn that routine into a lifestyle and then 10 days to commit that lifestyle to Christ. Um, and so that was sort of the, the method and it was nothing new i mean it's worship uh, scripture prayer journaling and then uh, obviously i added the component exercise because of my past um mm-hmm. and then of course love um love is the preeminent um and and most important probably focus uh in that but you can't know what love is unless you learn what love is first mm-hmm. um and that comes from god so yeah and so then that that's the nonprofit end of it and turn that into a an app And this was the first time I've ever created an app, leveraged technology, and it didn't break the bank and take three times longer than it takes, because that's normally, you know, cost three to five times more than what you sometimes, yeah, yeah, initially anticipated and then um, takes three, three to four times longer. Um, And that's, that's a lot of things can can be that way. And this was, I mean, it was nothing short of a miracle. We did it mm-hmm. in actually a 10th of the amount of time, uh, and probably a 20th of the, of the cost of any of the other apps that I had ever been involved with, um, any of the other, uh, technology leveraging that i had ever been involved with. Um, and I have that's to attribute uh, yeah, a lot of that to my business partner, Steve Starry. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, and that's kind of those, those are the businesses.
1: Yeah. That's an amazing journey. I mean, you must've been able to, you're, you're a good fortune teller, you know, you know, Yeah. Hey, we're going to, everybody's going to be online. And I mean, don't, yeah. don't say anything to Peloton. They kind of blew, <laughs> blew that bank, but, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. well, they did really awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think they were watching the, the telltale signs of, of what I could see. I, and again, I'm not a prophet or anything like that, but I called that, um, because I just saw the cost. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, and then I saw how they were leveraging that. And then I, saw, and then I, you could open up and see their, their white papers, their, you know, their, mm-hmm. their financials or whatever. And I'm like, oh, they unfortunately there's way too much in, in marketing and, and not enough in sales and, uh, and their sales don't seem to be hitting. And, I, but I was like, But who knows, I guess they're doing it because look, they're everywhere, you know, and then also they are
1: (laughs) no." I've seen the latest commercial, but I'm still, I'm pretty sure they're still struggling, but yeah,
0: they'll, they'll, I I think if they tighten up and they, and they follow some systems and they do, so it seems to me that they just need, you know, okay, make the main thing, the main thing. Don't try to get into this crazy marketing feedback loop where, where you believe your own, you know. Your own uh, sort of myth, right? It, it don't let the myth tell the story. Let the you know the numbers on the paper tell the story, yeah. and grow those numbers so then that story can be a real story, not a, not just a myth. You know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to dive into. So I read your you know I read your bio and um, and one of the things that you talk about is is being in a state of utter despair. And so I want to mm-hmm. dig into that a little bit. Uh, obviously, there's in the veteran community and even in the military um, you know, we lose 22 a day, or at least that's the, that's what we know we lose. I think the number's higher than that. I think so too. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a, another veteran on last week, he believes it's around 40 a day. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, but you really, you described your journey and it really was a journey, you know, from what I read. So tell us a little bit about that and, how you were able to pull yourself out of that? Well, actually, let me back up. You didn't actually pull yourself out <laughs> of that. Right. <laughs> Help us understand who did that. Who helped yeah. you do that?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and I would agree. Well, I would also say let's let's define what lose means, right? Because a bunch of these guys we've lost and they're still alive, um, but True. they're gone, like yeah. so, like essentially soulless, right? Solless, um, yeah. And and I would say that I was uh, I was nearing that. Um, I was definitely bumping up against um, uh, the dark void, if you will, um, mm-hmm. and and testing to see how how deep the hole could go, uh, as well. But so that's and that's what happens when you have somebody like myself. The way I was created, you know, innately curious, and also I want to know, and I see this in my middle daughter, and and it's an, it's really an incredible gift. Um, but it can be a a brutal curse as well but she wants to know all of the reasons why this thing is the way that it is whatever it okay. is right um and that and that is me as well to to a t why are we here why is there something rather than nothing why am i why and and so some of these questions can be um helpful can create a, mm-hmm. a, a natural curiosity that can help us move toward uh, certain ends, and even uh, into certain means, uh, certain things that we do, or certain things that we find out uh, about life. <clears throat> but I could never answer the the greater questions of like, why do we even exist? Uh, what is the purpose for our existence? Um, and so, um, in that journey, we we kind of do these normal occupational type things, and these and these normal um, caricatures of uh, of of humans right we Mm -hmm. will get jobs we'll have relationships we'll be from families we'll have we'll experience trauma we'll you know all all of these things and then we'll try to kind of pack that together to to sort of tell um who we are why we're here you know all of that um and sometimes for some people it's just as easy as well i'm i'm here to you know Uh, take this hammer and put nails into this wood. And then they boom, boom, boom. And they, and they just are feel, feel totally fulfilled by that. And it's great. And, and I sort of envy those people. Uh, for me, that was not the case, highly skeptical. Um, and then you enter into these sort of freshman realms of, of life. And, um, the answers that, that are given to you are, are, typically pretty crappy, you know, on the freshman level Um, enough to maybe spin you out enough to get you into trouble enough to, you know, uh, placate the person that doesn't really care that much, um, but not really good answers. And so now I'm, I'm in the Marine Corps. I have this innate desire to be a warrior. I have this uh, large justice bone in my body. Um, I, I, I uh, totally abhor uh, abusers Abusing innocence, right? That's Mm -hmm. like that, that's like a big thing for me. And and some of that comes from sexual abuse from my past. And some of that comes just from the way that I think men are created, um, and and our missional, you know, mindset, um, and our protector mindset and and things like that. Um, and so then I I go into I am in the Marine Corps, I'm totally uh quadrupling down on the warrior aspect, but then also every horrible aspect of masculinity as well so truly the toxic masculinity you know uh chasing women um and and uh being drunk with violence right like getting really good at violence and also being drunk with that violence and uh loving anger like even worshiping it using it as an outlet for any any emotion, uh, emotional yeah. key that's pressed, right? So instead of crying, instead of laughing, instead, it's like anger. Anger's the one. That's the that's the guy. And a lot of that just comes from insecurity, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the I don't know why. So I'm insecure. So then I'm trying to bolster this insecurity with this facade that is strong, masculine. And I'm thinking strong and masculine means angry, able to do violence. Um and, and able to, uh, manipulate and coerce women and treat them as, uh, subjects rather than uh, human, right. Uh, or objects rather than, than subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that wrong. And so I'm, I find myself on the precipice of, of combat. Um, I know for sure we're going into Iraq. This is the very beginning, 2003 pushed to Baghdad. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm with a Marine Corps infantry unit. Uh, we're with RCT1. We're, we're, we're going to go into war this is this is an inevitability at this point. so I thought okay well I'll give God a sort of a last chance to show his cards you know this boisterous 20 stupid year old blech. um you know it's just kind of sickening to kind of hear the way that I I approach this with such pride and hubris um and and even manipulation and coercion trying to manipulate God um and so I prayed a prayer I went to a, a, a service. The only service that existed there in in Kuwait prayed a prayer. I said, God, if you're real, then you will kill me in combat because that's Mm -hmm. that's also inevitable. Right. That's part of combat is death um, and violence. And so I was like, oh, you'll kill me in combat. And then I'll know if I whether I go to heaven or hell, if there is even a heaven or hell. Or if there's just nothing, <clears throat> but that's also that shows how much I wanted to know. I wanted to put I put literally all of my cards on the table or or pushed all my chips in, so to speak, um, and, and put all my cards on the table, both. Right. And it's like, hey, you know, show me. Well, then I didn't die. <laughs> so so to me, God isn't real. Now I'm going back to civilian life. Um, This is a horrible combination send a uh, young 20 stupid year old immature kid, um, but mature enough to lead men into combat successfully mature enough to be able to make hard decisions when trauma is at its height, mm-hmm. uh, when there's really gnarly things going on, when truly literally we're being shot at, we're being you know, hit with rocket, rocket propelled grenades. Uh, we're being hit with indirect fire. I'm able to stay cool, stay calm, make decisions. And I just know I'm going to die anyways, probably. And so I just, I just lay into that, right? I was always the first, um, if given the opportunity, I was always the first to to take the hardest mission. I was always the first to go in to clear a building um, because I was like, ah, oh, what do I have to lose? What am I going to do, die? Like, ah, oh, who cares? Um, which is, it's pretty brutal, um, but it did help me in that process, be cool, be calm, under right. under high, high stakes pressure. Um, and lo and behold, I survived. My even My whole section survives. Um, we have other guys in, in my unit that end up dying, uh, in combat, but, but nobody like under, under my direct charge or whatever. So I get out and I was like, oh well, I've done sort of the Marine Corps thing. Let me get out and see if I can do the civilian thing. But I'm, you know, I'm constantly drunk on or wanting to get drunk on, uh, violence, uh, high, high anger, just experienced more trauma. Um, haven't dealt with it properly. Haven't decompressed Mm that. Right. Um, And so now I'm in civilian world doing the thing that my parents taught me really well, which is working hard. Like, so that's something that I can nod my, not give a nod to my parents, uh, Mm -hmm. honor them in that they're, they are the hardest working people uh, that I know. And so I can work hard. So working hard usually gets you into, into good positions or typically, generally speaking, will get you into good good positions. Um, But my, my life outside of work gets me into not good positions. So, Lo and behold, I find myself uh, I, basically so I j- I'm just now playing uh, a, a role in life where I'm pretending like there is value. I'm pretending like there's meaning. I'm pretending like there's purpose, but I don't believe that there is value. I don't believe that there's meaning. I don't believe there's purpose because there is no God. And if there is no God, then how can there be values, meaning, and purpose? And somebody will say, oh, on naturalism, I was like, no, on naturalism, it is rooted in, grounded in chaos and chance. And prior to that, it's grounded in nothing. So something comes from nothing. Mm -hmm. Then it's grounded in chaos and chance, Chaos and chance is not a, a, a truth making principle, right? True. Nothing is not a truth making principle. Um, so I'm sorry, you're not going to, nobody's going to ever convince me of that. Plus, the ultimate end to naturalism is a spanning heat death of the universe. So we all die anyways. So what is the point, right? So let me just marionette myself into this world where we've arbitrarily created meaning, purpose, values, uh, morality, things like that but I couldn't shake that just this bone piece that I was created with. I could not shake that away. Anytime I saw somebody with strength abusing somebody that didn't have strength, mm-hmm. I, I, it would, it would just irk me. It, there was something that was innately wrong with that. And, and I, and so I would argue with myself, no, there's nothing wrong with that. This is just the way that it is. and, my heart of hearts would be like, no, that is wrong. <laughs> you know, pedophiles are wrong to mm-hmm. rape kids, to molest kids. It's just wrong. A man is wrong to rape a woman. It's just wrong. Like these things are just wrong. And so I couldn't shake that that piece and I and I couldn't ground it in this nihilistic uh, fervor that i was I was lost in. Um, for this really long season, these few years um, after combat. And so I went searching for what can ground this purpose, what can ground this meaning. And and so I went into Hinduism and I went into self-realization fellowship and Buddhism. And I I tried a bunch of paths that uh, were humanist typically, or, um, were different than the path that I had, uh, known about in my childhood Christianity. Um, because I was like, Oh, I've already tried that. And I already prayed Mm. to that God and that didn't work. So this isn't, you know, that it's not going to work now. So let's, let's do this. And so tried all these other paths. And when I mean, try, it's like, Again, I'm like hard work is is what I do when I when I jump when I jump in I dive in head first I go to the bottom, right? Like let's get all the way to the bottom. So self realization fellowship I was meditating two to four hours a day, right? Um, I was reading all of their books. I got a a spiritual mentor. I went to all the ashrams, right? Um, Same and same thing. Hinduism kind of led me into that spiritual humanism. Same thing. If there was a book that I could read on it, you know, the secret, the gift, what you know, what whatever, all these. uh, Doolittle is an author. I'm trying to remember some of the others. It feels like such a lifetime ago now. Um, but just read all of the books, and to to me, every single time I went down one of those paths, it they came up, found wanting. I was always two to three questions away from a logical absurdity, where it just didn't. Okay, no, that's this. This just doesn't make sense. If I'm using good logic, if I'm using good reasoning, uh, this this actually doesn't work. This is most of the time it was all about myself. Well, and I knew that myself was broken. (laughs) I was trying Mm -hmm. to get help. Right. And so if I'm, if I'm myself, it's like, Oh no, but there's a part of you. That's, that's good. And I was, well, maybe, uh, maybe there's a part of me that's good, but there's most of me that's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if that is the the story and I, and here, let me show you the ways why that is the case. And so why am I going to lean on myself? So it was either self Idolship, ship, right, right. Uh, idling of the self. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. I did. I, you know, I, I can, and, and <clears throat> I mean, I, I'd, I'd gone to jail. <laughs> I, I had, uh, been rung up on charges. I had lost a, a, a marriage. Um, I had hurt every single person that was close to me, you know, like, like, nah, I, I don't think that it's me. I don't think I am the answer here.
1: You didn't think um, you were the focal. <laughs> Or the well, center point of all that
0: oh no for sure it was it was my fault for for doing that right sure. i was making those decisions absolutely um <clears throat> uh, you know and and the, that's the thing choices have consequences right? right and so even in the spiritual humanism like choices have consequences mm-hmm. you do this this is this is going to happen um but it, but again if if i'm meditating but i'm just meditating on myself or meditating on nothing um out of nothing nothing comes so right so where am I going to get the thing that I can ground the value or ground the meaning or ground the purpose in? I, I can't. I'm grounding it in myself again. I already tried that. It didn't work. It's not working. It's still not working. Right. Or I can ground it in nothing. That's still not working. Oh, maybe I just need to, you know, escape to a, a monastery and, and get away from life. Well, now, now that's actually not life. That's just escapism, isolationism, right. you know, all of that. Um, and I've got enough North Idahoans around me here to to show you that isolationism doesn't work either, right? Because <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's the play of the day, the libertarian isolationism. We'll just escape and we'll create our own. And then then they, they create their own and they're like, ah, oh, why is this not working? So screwed up. We still have it's the like, same problems. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I've tried a bunch of these other pathways. Let me try Christianity. Um and so, again, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it like I did the other ones. Um, I'm going to read the book, right? Genesis through Revelation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a church, attend a church. I'm going to get a spiritual mentor. Um, somebody who's done it, who's walked it out, who I can see has fruit in their life. Like, oh, they, they've done something that is good um, mm-hmm. or godly, if I'm using the term now in hindsight. But then it was like, no, I just want somebody that is not screwing it up like me, Um, <clears throat> that can show me, oh, there's a better way kind of a thing. And uh, and then I'm, I'm going to join a men's group and, I, and I'm just going to be brutally honest with everybody about what I'm going through, what my questions are, what I think about it, you know, all of that stuff. And and I haven't stopped that brutal honesty since. Uh, and it's it's been nothing but a uh, upheaval. not <laughs> nothing but horrible. No, it's been it's been great, but it's also been brutal. It's, it's harder sure. sometimes. Right and uh no so i so i i did that and um it was may 21st 2009 uh my spiritual mentor had been doing it for like two years uh doing all of this stuff for like two years mm-hmm. and he's like yeah man, you know you know yeah you're doing all this you're doing all the right stuff you know you're you're praying every day you're reading your bible you've read your bible through you know however many times at that point um, you're, you're consistent, uh, consistently attending the, our church. You're consistently attending your men's group. You're asking great questions. You're wrestling. I love that. You just wrestle with all these, you know, these questions and these problems that you have about Christianity and the Bible and God. And you know, it's, 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 it's great, but you know what you haven't done is what you haven't actually submitted to Christ. Mm. You haven't actually let go let of go. your life. And let God take your 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 life um, and lead your life. Uh, and I was like, "Dang man, this guy's so good, uh, so right." I don't like this. Um, and I was just white knuckling all of it, right, doing all of the right things. Um, and I, I just I decided right then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna let go." And it and it at first it was just like a decision in my mind and kind of mm-hmm. like. Talking in this inner dialogue, like, oh, just let go, and then, but then it was like the impact of letting go. Okay, what does that mean? Well, that means that any of these women that you're that you're manipulating or coercing to make yourself feel good while you're doing all of these Christianese type things, that's done. Mm-hmm. You're done with that. You you need to go and and ask forgiveness for treating them like objects. Oh, okay. Start doing that. And then the bubble's popping at this time, right? So now 75% of my business is getting taken from me. Wow. Uh, I, I had, trial I, comes your way. Yeah, I had, a, I had a widow's peak, stark widow's peak of hair. All that goes up to here. Um, I was like all about aesthetics and looking the part of this fitness trainer. I was 220 pounds, 215, 220 pounds, just depending on, or if I was bulk and it was like 230, 240. Um Big muscles, right? all all this stuff. I lost thirty pounds and what felt like overnight is over the course of about two months. I lost thirty pounds. Um, I lost seventy five percent of my business. Um, I lost every single connection relationally that actually was a relationship, not just women that I was manipulating and coercing and treating like objects, but every relationship because all these relationships were based on aesthetics,
1: right? Yeah. They
0: were based on good times. They were based on money right? They were based on non-Christian, right? The only, the only people that stayed in that circle were in my men's group. And I didn't hang out with those guys because those guys are losers. No, they, they it's not <laughs> that they were losers. It's just, we didn't have anything else in common, except right. that we went to the same church and we will meet and talk about this Bible stuff um, and this God thing. And yeah. And so God just stripped everything that I thought was important from me mm-hmm. in a matter of months. And I never felt more content in my entire life. Everything wow. was, it felt like everything was falling apart, falling down. I, I, I didn't have anything that the world would measure and say, oh, you've got it. Like you've got, oh, you got this business. Oh, you got money or you got women or you got, you know, all, all the worldly measurements whoosh, gone. Anything that was godly began to pour a a a solid foundation right or hmm. began to yeah. what the world the world got crushed by this rock and this rock was where i started and i started from the from the bottom where you start when where the rock falls right and uh and so then it then it was just consistently staying in that i i the contentedness is what kept me right reading the bible and praying um but every Every corner I turned, every time I sought a, a highly skeptical answer, I thought, oh, there's there's not an answer for this. There would be this incredible, deep, layered, beautiful, ornate, poetic response from God. And, and it was like, I just, every everywhere I turned, everywhere I sought to try to, oh, gotcha, you know, kind of a thing. It was like, no this here here this is the answer that you're looking for
1: that doesn't tend to work out so well for us when we do that
0: yeah yeah exactly right um yeah seek and you shall find right knock and the door will be open um and and then that and that's what and and so I can, I can take zero credit on the blessing of my wife. I can take zero credit on the blessing of my children. I could take zero credit on the blessing of the business after that and being able to sell the business. I mean, now I look in hindsight and, and there's, there's bad things that even happened, you know, after that, um, that I can't talk about, I'm uh, or I'm not allowed to talk about legally or whatever. Um, but the whole time it was like this incredible lesson in faith Incredible lesson in trust, learning mm. what true trust is and not this manipulated, manipulative, coercive way to get people to do the things that you want them to do, but to sure. truly just let people be that who they are and know, hey, you you might choose to you not be in business with me anymore. You might choose to go and do something else. And I just, but you know what? It doesn't matter. I want to give you every single thing that I have to, to help you right now in this place. And then and and some of these, you know, some of these people, it's so cool, like get to see them now. And they've done, you know, these incredible things where it's totally different than what they were doing when, you know, w- when we were working together or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just nothing short of a miracle and nothing short of incredible. Um, I, re- I remember there was one moment I was. Uh, courting my wife because dating and boyfriend girlfriend all that crap that all the all the ties that I had to, to that from my past I like I knew that that couldn't be a way for me to find a good godly wife and so I was like oh, I'll do this old school thing called courting um, try to follow the biblical model the best I can asking for her, you know, for her father's permission to even court her and say that the courtship is, is in preparation, you know, for if we get married, mm-hmm. um, but she can bounce out at any time and then engagement and, and abstaining from sex, you know, all, all of this stuff. But it was during our courtship and we, we went to church and I was sitting like in the middle, middle kind of front rows. Uh, I was probably like, I don't know, 12 rows back, 11 rows back, something like that. It's so like in the middle <clears throat> And I wasn't even really listening as being a great church, uh, attendee, <laughs> I wasn't even really listening to the sermon. I wasn't even really, uh, li- you know, I was, I was kind of singing the the songs and then, you know, kind of listening to the sermon, but God was doing something in my heart and in my mind, um, that I, I, it's, I, it's really hard for me to explain. Um, now I've read a couple of, of scenarios. I've, I've heard, uh, Victor Marks talk about this a little bit. I've heard. Um, uh, C.S. Lewis write about this a little bit, but it was like this um, almost getting pinned between two rocks and one rock was um, the the complete and utter despair of my total depravity in sin. And all of these sins like flooding up and all of these horrible things that um, were not, uh, well, deserved wrath deserved curse deserved death deserved right the 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 worst punishments mm-hmm. or whatever right and then god's grace and his love pinning me together and and so i'm feeling this horrible feeling of of all the sin that that's welling up from from my past but also th- this sin quenching love that is invading into me and into that sin and, and just taking that sin away, even mm. though I'm a very works based, you know, person, I'm, I'm type a, you know, like, if anything's going to be done, it's got to be done, you know, like, the uh, best way to do it is to do it. <laughs> like, this, these are the things that I'm, I, I even still say, right? Because it's true. Like, best way to do it is to do it. Um, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Um, if we're not going to do it, then let's just not say that we're going to do it. Um, and then not do it. Uh, let your yes be yes, right? Let your no be no. Um, mm. And, uh, and I, I, I just started bawling like this, like ugly crying where I, I couldn't, I, I just, that was the only emotion that I had. And, and I really kind of shut the the whole tears thing off when I was like nine years old, my mom said something pretty, pretty harsh, but it was also true. Um, and I needed to hear it. Um, and I kind of mm-hmm. shut those off. And then I got really good at shutting them off as I you know went through the Marine Corps and this nihilism and, you know, all this stuff. And you know, I, there was a couple of times where my eyes got misty, and I felt, you know, kind of uh, what some might say is the Holy Spirit, or or maybe just a welling of emotion, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it didn't it didn't happen before that, but it was like it was really rare, um, <clears throat> and it was pretty new. This whole okay. misty eyed thing or whatever. I was straight up crying, tears nonstop couldn't, I couldn't get a hold of myself. I could barely stand up. I was so, uh, I was such a sobbing mess. Um, and I just, I could, ba- I barely, you know, like when a, a, a kid cries or, and to talk mm-hmm. and, and it's oh, coming yeah. out in like the staccato, like horrible. And it's you, it's, you feel so bad, but you're like, just tell me, just tell me what's going on. And I barely got out to my, um, courtship, girlfriend, uh, fia- soon to be fiance, now wife at the time, like, can we just leave? I need to get out of here. I need like I need to like I need to go home. Um, And so the whole time I'm just I'm bawling. The The sermon's ending. I'm like, OK, let's get out of here. And I'm still crying all the way home, crying when we get uh, to my house. And then, you know, finally, um, finally, you know, came to normalcy or, or whatever. But I, I can't explain that in any other way than that was uh you know one of one of the most powerful and i have a few but one of the most powerful holy spirit experiences that wow. um i and it was there's something about like counting all of the things that you have ever done that are wrong um and wrong in accordance to with god not right. wrong in accordance to society or or anything else and then god just saying those are mine you're you're good
1: now, did you <clears> – <throat> so a lot of times we do that. God takes – but then we take him back for some reason. I've never That's understood right. why we do that. Yeah. Um, did you – because I've done it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've given him over to God, and and he's he's taken them. said, they're no longer yours, you know, and then I've taken back. Mm-hmm. Did you – end up doing something like that or did you were you able to fully depart from that
0: well i mean if you're if you're saying sin generally no i've sinned since then for sure (laughs) absolutely we're uh, we're we're, uh
1: we're never going to get away from that wrestling
0: right the old wrestling with flesh um uh from paul no i mean in in that moment i think i was struggling with that from may 21st 2009 to whenever that day was and I, I don't i can't even tell you when that day was it could have been a month later it could have been a year later I, I don't know it could have been two years later well i was courting my wife so she could probably tell you um she's got those dates down really good i don't um, they typically do Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so um no uh i, I didn't take those back right mm-hmm. i didn't try to own those but i've I've done things <clears throat> that came about from, from that uh, sort of mindset from that heart uh, that is not a heart of flesh. That is a heart of stone. That is uh very sin filled, um, you know, and I, and so I, I struggled with pornography for a long time um, after that. Um, and, 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 and so that's probably, you know, I would say that's part of that. Um <clears throat> Um, and, and some of that's like sexual trauma, you know, and, and there was like forgiveness that I needed to give to people that shouldn't be forgiven, uh, in all, in, in all of that. Um, but no, they, but they should, because, you know, not forgiving is taking poison and expecting that person to die. Right. right. Um, you know, we forgive, I, I think, uh, Corey Tinboom said this, um, we forgive to set the person free and realize the person was us. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, the- um, I learned that the hard way. I mean, um, that's right. You know, it forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for us Mm. because and depending on, you know, on the situation. Right. So, um, but so you really went from chaos to Christ. Mm. Mm. Uh, So fast forward to today, you were Mm. talking about your app and uh, tell us a little bit more about your app.
0: Yeah, so that the whole struggling uh, with pornography and and really just struggling with accountability and struggling with me as a Christian not upholding what Christ would have me do. Right, mm-hmm. we 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 ought to lay down our burdens and take up His burden um, because His yoke is easy, um, His burden is light. And yet somehow, and this is what you were alluding to, we we throw these you know yeah. worldly bur- burdens on ourselves. We throw these. Uh, selfish, uh, you know, burdens. We, we take our burden back, uh, from Christ, even though, you know, if, if we understand that atonement properly, like we're imputing our, our, our sins are, are now on and in Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. He's taking the, not only the wrath that they deserve, but also the death. Um, and then, and then he imputes his righteousness onto, onto us. Um, and so, really, and that's the that is the light burden, the, the burden of righteousness, mm-hmm. um, and it's to do things rightly and and rightly in, in accordance to what roll well, rightly in in accordance to God. And how do we know that? Well, through God's word, um, and, and that's pretty simply uh, put. And so, I I just was so disenfranchised with the Christian to include myself that would say these things and not do them, that would know something could, could articulate the thing, but couldn't actually walk it out. Like the, the, the fruit of that thing wasn't in, in existence in their life. Um, and it was so frustrating to me. Um, and so I, I remember, uh, having this like sort of, (laughs) and and we say come to Jesus moment, uh, you know, to talk about, uh, like a, a real tough conversation or whatever. But this is a come to Jesus moment in in the in the realist sense, <laughs> but this like come to Jesus moment with them. I was like, guys, we we sit here every week, we answer these accountability questions, and and I'm and I was like, I'm not gonna put this on you, I'm not gonna judge you, but I I'm gonna speak for me. But then I come I come to this and I answer these questions, and I'm not upholding the thing that I say that I believe and if I say that I believe it and I'm not doing it well now I'm a hypocrite I'm just as bad as the Pharisees right I'm I'm just as bad as the, as the Sadducees I'm just as bad as as the religious elite that we read about in scripture and 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 we have no need for that because because Christ has done this for for us and taken this for us and uh and and so I was like ah Well, I'm, I'm going to commit to, I'm just going to commit to the things that I know that I, I, I can have control over. Um, and, and I can set, set up, you know, good habit stacks, um, Mm -hmm. and, and make this habit a routine and turn this routine into a lifestyle and then commit that lifestyle to Christ. So I'm going to, I'm going to read scripture every day. I'm going to pray every day. Um, I'm going to worship God every day. Um, and worship him in in psalms hymns and spiritual songs um and I'm gonna I'm gonna journal about it I'm gonna, I'm gonna exercise every day and I'm gonna love God and I'm gonna love my neighbor as myself mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do that every day for a hundred days and um so that was the beginning of discipled in Christ and it, and it started on teachable and I was like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna build a course because I I did that all the time in fitness so I was like oh I can I could just do, I could just build this course while I do it. And then anybody that wants to join anybody in my men's group, anybody um, that didn't end up joining my men's group, but is a Christian and knows me and wants to, you know, do this thing or whatever, we could just all do it together. We can all support mm-hmm. each other, encourage each other, um, just just as we're called to do, right? Um, and, and encourage one another, exhort one another, um, never forsake meeting. With each other, and so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna do this together, and and so then we did, um, and then that created 100 in his strength, which is a play on 100 in Christ's strength and 100 days, um, because anything that you do for 100 days, you're probably gonna continue doing for the rest of your probably life. yeah, um, <clears throat> and and I've and I've been doing it ever since. Not perfectly, obviously. If there's anything that I miss, it's like, I'll, I'll I I won't journal some days i i won't exercise some days um but um i've been i don't know I've, it's been how almost 3 years um and i've i've done prayer sc- worship scripture prayer um and love well like, there's probably a handful of days that i've i've missed um in the last 3 years and and that has been nothing short of incredible and it's not the doing right that is that has created some sort of mm-hmm. great transformation but i can literally i can literally track a a transforming of my mind right as as is spoken in in romans 12 1 and 2 i can i can literally track a transformation of my mind and an unveiling of truth that I wouldn't be able to explain in any other way than I've, I've just been consistent with what God has put in front of me. And, mm-hmm. you know, God put in front of me this knowledge of building habits and things like that for fitness, this knowledge of of putting together courses, this knowledge of in certain skills, and then also this great conviction of you're just not walking out the thing that you say that you believe. Yeah. And this is like every day or at least weekly you're 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 falling short all of the time and here you are trying to say that you're a Christian you're a Christ follower you're a disciple in Christ um and yeah you can have these great spiritual experiences but that's nothing compared to the consistency of our submission to his lordship if he's truly lord if he's lord of lords king of kings ruler of all rulers um why are we not treating him as such right if he if he said in Matthew 28 Uh, 18 through 20 I have Jesus came and said to them I have authority over all of heaven and all of earth Mm -hmm. and he said that then which means it's true even now I have authority over all of heaven and all of earth right so go therefore and make disciples of all nations right which means adhere them to the the my lordship adhere them Mm -hmm. to my authority right and then how do we do that well baptize in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teach them to obey all that i have commanded you and all that he's commanded us and what well in his scriptures and so um yeah i just i just took that saying seriously and uh and and god has done nothing but bless that um and it's not like i've tried figured out some formula to get the genie in the sky to give me the thing that i want it's that i I, it is not about me. It's about Christ. It's always mm-hmm. been about Christ. It will always be about Christ. And so keeping right things, right. God is God. I am not, let me submit and, and I'm going to submit every day. And how am I going to submit? Well, I'm going to start with submission by worshiping the only being that is worthy of worship. And then I'm going to read God, his word to us. And then I'm going to pray to him. By the power of his spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna do that every single day, day in and day out, and and then see what happens. And um, I mean, he's blessed me with a, a an amazing and beautiful wife. Our marriage was on the rocks. And when when our marriage was submitted to Christ, it was revived and it has experienced incredible new life. Um Uh, my, my children have been nothing short of incredible and and an amazing blessing. Um, And now we walk out this rites of passage. um, And so they're preparing for, for their uh, great moments where they can become no, no longer children, but adolescents, no Mm -hmm. longer adolescents, but dependent adults and no longer dependent adults, but independent adults. Um, And then of course they're, they're already in God's covenant. um, And they've been baptized as well, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's so now all of that is held in this free app that is discipled in Christ. Um, and and that's the other big thing is like, uh, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to build a business model of it off of it because that's just what I've done. Um, right. And God made it clear. No, no, you're not. You're going you're, if, to if this is going to be built, it's going to be built on people that that see worth in it. And they and they give you value. Um, for the thing that they have experienced as value, or think that it's it's mm-hmm. worth supporting, uh, they're gonna su- it's gonna be supported through donations, through fundraising, through you know all of that. But it's not it is not going to be another business model where you're gonna work angles and 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 do marketing and and there I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think in our Christian liberty we can do those sure. things and we can sell and we can have we should we ought to have profitable very profitable businesses uh, to the glory of God. Um, but this one, it was like, no, 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 this is mine. All right. Serious
1: God. Well, he does work in mysterious ways for sure. Yeah, that's right. Well, so I, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. I, you know, it's been a absolutely wonderful conversation and I'd love for you to tell us where, uh, my audience can go to find out about you, the amazing work you're doing as well as the app discipled in Christ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean. It's on. It's in all the app stores. So Discipled, Past tense Discipled in Christ. Uh, look that up in your in your app store. If you can't find it, you can email me Aaron at leadersofleaders.org, and then I'll I'll shoot you a link to whether it's Apple or or, or Google or Android or you know whatever the the app store is. Um, also DiscipledInChrist.org, LeadersOfLeaders.org. Um, you could check out both of those things. And then if you're a church, um, or you're a ministry and you want to, um, put either your content on so we can push people to you, um, or, uh, or you want, you know, you want to hop on my podcast or, you know, whatever the case might be, you could check out discipled which is a, a separate site. And that just has like, Hey, this is, this is what it is that we do. This is how we do it. This is why we do it. Um, this is how you can find value as, as a institution or organization um, that is in um, in and under the authority of Christ.
1: Well, we'll include all that in the, sh- <clears throat> excuse me, in the show notes. Uh, again, greatly appreciate uh, you've been a blessing to come on the show and, and talk about your journey and uh you're on a sounds like you're on a rocket ship now and you know in christ and it's just uh it's wonderful to hear
0: yeah rocket ship in christ is right uh business and and all of that stuff it's never a rocket ship it's always a roller coaster yeah, <laughs> it
1: is yeah unfortunately it is with business it's a roller coaster depending on that's right. which cycle we're in but uh that's right Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Aaron, and all the best to you and especially wishing you the best blessing of Christmas and the new year to you and your family.
0: Amen. Merry Christmas to you. I'm honored. What a pleasure, Dean. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening. In order to help others, please subscribe and share this show up with other veteran business owners in your network. If you want
0: specific guidance, feel free to book a complimentary call with Dean at DeanVanDyke.com. Remember, you wouldn't go into battle alone. And now you don't have to in business.